Well, truck drivers crossing into Canada from the U.S. will indeed need to be vaccinated against COVID starting tomorrow. Now, there was some confusion after information was shared the other day by Canadian officials that indicated otherwise. Let's welcome in Stephen Laskowski. He is president of the Canadian Trucking Alliance and joins us now here on Global News Radio. Stephen, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay, uh, what has first off just this last week, this past week, and kind of the past few days been like? Has it been a bit of a roller coaster? I think that's a way to describe it. And uh, but we now have clarity, and we understand what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. And it's pretty much as we understood it uh, Wednesday morning. So there'll be enforcement on both uh, U.S. and Canadian trucks uh, entering Canada. Yeah. Do we know what happened with uh, government officials, Canadian officials uh, regarding this? Because as I mentioned off the top, there was some confusion as to whether or not this was going to go ahead. Yeah, I, I uh, the only response I've seen to date is that it was uh, a communication made in error. OK, and just how many uh, truckers, Stephen, do we know will uh, be affected? What percentage of truckers will be affected by this mandate as it comes into uh, force starting tomorrow? So our, our, the trucking industries, uh, our vaccination rates, have, we've embraced the vaccinations just like all Canadians, but it's a reflection of uh, our society. So based on our own surveys of our own membership across the country uh, and those vaccination rates across the provinces and, and country itself, we expect anywhere between a 10 and 15 percent exit rate uh, across uh, the Canada-U.S. border of Canadian truck drivers. So that represents about twelve to 18,000, because in total, Jeff, we've got uh, 120,000 Canadians that uh, drive truck ag- across the Canada-U.S. border. And how will the average Canadian see and feel this? Uh, I mean, are we going to see things like we've been talking about grocery stores this past week, uh, less food items on grocery store shelves, uh, that sort of thing? I mean, tangibly, how are Canadians going to feel and s- see this in the coming days and weeks, do you think, Stephen? Well, I think over the last 12 to 18 months, the supply chain has been under great stress. And I think uh, all your listeners have various stories about trying to acquire various goods uh, across the spectrum of, of goods available to them. And there's been interruptions. And so what we can expect here going forward is more interruptions. What's happened in the supply chain since, uh, since November when this was announced is that the various members of the supply chain, and, and they're vast because uh, $460 billion worth of trade moves across that Canada-U.S. border. So there's a number of, of, of goods in various sectors that move across that border. Some have been more aggressive in acquiring truck transportation. Others haven't. So uh, what you'll see is disruption in various degrees in all sectors, but more so in some than others. Yeah. Do we know what sectors in particular might be affected and are some sectors going to be affected immediately and quicker than others? So I think that, you know, it it comes down to uh, uh, price sensitivity of their product. Uh, How much how uh, how much can they absorb? How much can't they absorb? There's a number of factors at play here, uh, Jeff, but I think that what we're going to see over the next uh, few months and starting on Saturday and actually, quite frankly, it's already started is, is more disruption in a supply chain that doesn't need it. And that's going to result in higher prices, do we think? Uh, I mean, inflation is already at a 20-year high right now, as most Canadians and Canadian families know. But uh, would we expect, do you think, uh, with another supply chain uh, disruption because of losing 10 to 15% of the trucking workforce, that we might uh, see higher prices, that this might end up in higher prices? You know, a number of logistics experts and 
economic experts over the last weeks who have been assessing our driver shortage have pointed to that direction. And what about uh, jobs as well? We were wondering a lot about this earlier this week as we were talking about it on the program, Stephen. I mean, this is just not only uh, you know basic consumer goods that Canadians and Canadian families would purchase and buy, but uh, is this got the potential to affect certain sectors like the automotive industry? Are we going to see uh, delays in materials getting there? And could we eventually see maybe layoffs and or job losses? You know, Jeff, I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak to a specific sector, but you're heading down the right path in terms of potential disruption. You know, the manufacturing process relies on all types of goods, whether they're, they're chemicals, liquids, uh, parts, et cetera, in the manufacturing process. And it goes to and back and forth across that border. So when there's delays uh, in getting those, those goods to the manufacturing process, there are delays in the manufacturing process and impacts on those sectors. We've said from day one, this is far from a trucking issue. This is a far bigger economic issue on both sides of the border. And is the Canadian Trucking Alliance, after everything we've just discussed here over the last uh, couple of minutes, uh, are you in support of the vaccine mandate and what's happening starting as of tomorrow at the border? So with regards to uh, entry exit requirements surrounding vaccines, there are very few countries in the world uh, that don't have them. It's never been a question of if this mandate comes into force. It was a question of when. And so what we had been saying to both Washington and Ottawa, and remember it's a, it's a bilateral issue, is work with us, work with our customers to pick a date that is more suitable to the supply chain so we have a, a, a smoother transition to these policies. Because I believe it was back in November, November 19th, according to the notes I have here, that this was announced. So it was uh, roughly two months. Was that not enough lead time? Absolutely not. And, and why is that? I mean, we've had the vaccine, obviously, available uh, for some time now. Uh, that eight-week window, I guess, two weeks, uh, or sorry, two months. Why was that not enough? Well, it's not, uh, you know, if the implication here that there's vaccine hesitancy outside of the Canadian norm and the trucking industry, it's not the case. We're, we, we have approximately 15 to 16% of all Canadians that aren't vaccinated. This isn't a trucking issue. This is a societal issue. And the issue here is not only our preparation, the preparation in the supply chain to deal with less trucks and how they can move and operate in their logistics world with less trucks. And that's a timing issue. Now, of course, obviously, that would give us more time to work with those who have vaccine hesitancy, just like all other sectors are asking for more time to work with uh, the unvaccinated to give them more education. Just finally, Stephen, is this going to be some short-term pain when it comes to the supply chain and some of the other issues uh, we've talked about, or is this going to have some uh, long-term and long-reaching effects, do you think? Well, we uh, released this week from by StatsCan and Trucking HR Canada we were short 23,000 drivers in quarter three of last year. So the, the issue here is not only are we gonna lose drivers, we don't have any drivers to pull from. So this will not be a short-term issue. All right, we will keep watching this obviously uh, with interest. Stephen, really appreciate your time with us on this Friday. Have a great weekend. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Take care of yourself. You too. Stephen Laskowski is president of the Canadian Trucking Alliance. And we'll step aside a quick break and then we're back here on Global News Radio.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.